0: Yeah. Okay. One of the uh, unique features of Hanukkah, as opposed to many of the other Yom Tovim, is that the um, Greeks did not, the did not attempt to annihilate the, the Jewish people. It was rather, um, uh, they were focused on uh, encouraging the Jewish people to assimilate, as we say in the Davening of the intention was to cause us to forget the Torah and all that it implies, and to fail to keep the, you know, to fail to keep the mitzvahs to assimilate. Um, uh, and in that sense, it, it's unique. Uh, but the way that they did so, uh, the way that it's, uh, it's uh, explained uh, by many mafarshim, is that there was an attempt to weaken our commitment to Torah by promoting uh, by promoting uh, other wisdoms at the expense uh, of Torah. The Bnei Sascha actually writes over here, but he's really echoing many other Mepharshim who would say a similar uh, a theme, and that is that uh, the goddess of Yavan is represented, as Chazal tells us in the Medrash, by Choyshech commenting the positive of he says, Vavoyhu, Soihu Vavoyhu represents uh, Bavel and Madai, Choyshech, Choyshech is uh, Yavan. Pnei uh, Tzahayim is uh, Golos Edoim, so Golos Yavan is represented by Chay because they attempted to extinguish the light of the Torah which emanates from right. the Or HaGonos, from that original light from which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And therefore, in order to celebrate or to mark our celebration of our uh, victory over the Yavanim, we'd light the Menorah, which represents, the light of the Menorah represents the Chachma of Torah, and uh, how Chachma of Torah was victorious over the attempts of Yavanim to extinguish uh, the light of Torah by promoting Chizonius, uh, outside wisdoms or, or other wisdoms, at the expense of uh, of Of course, in a few minutes we have this morning. I have no intention of giving a full treatment of the uh, of uh, you know the, our confrontation or our. Uh, or you know our our stance on uh, secular studies as a whole as it confronts limadatayro certainly it's been a uh, a, 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 you know, a flashpoint not only for secular studies themselves but for how we confront modernity and there are many different uh, you know Western civilization many different uh, approaches there not not that's that's not our topic this morning and nor do I attempt uh, you know have any interest in giving a prescriptive formula for how secular studies should or to what degree be integrated into schools and, you know, part of the educational models, at what point in a person's, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, timeline should this, uh, you know, be something that they're, that they're involved in. But what, what I want to focus on and just hone in in a large discussion, which I'm aware of, and, you know, there's, there's a lot out there, I want to just focus on one thing. What exactly was it that the Ivanim were promoting? And how did that come at the expense of Liman al What are these Chachmah that the Bnei Yitzhakra describes here that, uh, that came to extinguish uh, the light of Torah? And how did it extinguish the light of Torah? And how did we prevail you know, over the Ivanim? Uh, was it by, by, by excluding all of these Chachmah Yishchitsoniyas or perhaps repackaging them and, and reframing them and putting them in the, in the proper context? So if one had to you know identify what was the Chachmah Yishchitsoniyas that the Ivanim were promoting, we would probably uh, identify with what Khazal described as the wisdom of the Greeks, which the Gemara here describes in Mesachlis based on a uh, episode that occurred during the reign of the Chashmonoim. The Gemara tells of a based on, based There was, of course, infighting within the Chashmonoim in the, in the second generations and beyond, which ultimately led to their demise. But Hurkanis was inside of Yushalayim. Aristobulus was. Um, uh, arranging a siege around Jerusalem, He was outside. But of course, they were both committed to bringing the carbonos, So every day, they would send out money from inside Yerushalayim, Horkinus, to Aristobulus, who was outside, and they would bring in, or they would send in uh, animals for the karbonas, for the Timidim. One day, there was a zakenech, he was familiar with and he told them, why are you doing this? As long as you're providing with animals for the Avedah, you're never going to prevail over them. You're never going to uh, to prevail over them. So the next day they sent money, you know, in the basket. And they gave them a pig. Once the pig reached half the wall, it stuck its uh, nails or claws into the wall and uh, and Eretz Yisrael was nizdaza, but it is a Shah Amru obviously this caused a great disturbance but it is and first of all it's prohibited to raise pigs how did they have a pig in the Jewish community anyway and not permitted to teach your son because there was this Zakeen who came up with this idea uh, to sabotage the carbonist base I think this was uh, utilizing this kind of so it's prohibited from this day or they established it's prohibited to teach your son Chachmas, Yuvonis. Now, what is this Chachmas Yuvonis, and how did this prompt this fellow to send the pig instead of, you know, the animals for the karbonah? So Rashi there explains, the Rambam has a pair of and so many, many others, say a similar thing. The Chachmas Yuvonis refers to Remizos. It's kind of a cryptic form of speech with allusions and implications, which I, I, I interpret to mean a more cynical kind of, uh, you know, speaking. As the Ram says the as meaning he told them, as long as they bring the Kabbanas, you're never going to be successful. From which they interpreted, we should stop sending them the animals to bring cabbages and instead send the chazir. So it's this kind of cynical attitude of, of speaking that was somehow cryptic with uh, subtle insinuations. That was what is referred to as Khachmas as The Ram refers to something that there's a hidden meaning. You say one thing and it means something else. But yet the Ram concludes, Suffix says Ramshanishtaka Whatever this Chacham was in this manner of speaking, cynicism we have. But whatever this manner of speaking was is lost to us well, we have no trace of this at all so if this is what you know the yavanim were promoting at the expense of limerat Torah in an attempt to extinguish the light of Torah it would be far-fetched you know to say that this is something that's still relevant to us the ram says we don't have this uh, any longer so it's hard to really believe that, that that what we're opposed to or what we're victorious over was what Chazal seemed to term Chachmas Yavonis I, I think the next option on the, you know, the line of, well, what, what were the Yavanna promoting, and what, how did that come at the extent, you know, at the expense of Torah, the other possibility is not focusing on the Chachmas on Tivanus the, uh, the per, per se, but on what Chazal described as Svaram HaChitsoinim. Chachmas Chitanius maybe means from the Svaram HaChitsoinim, from outside books. And that's described by the Mishnah Masech Sanhedrin, at the beginning of the last parak and it's elaborated upon in the Gemara and Kufa Mebeis, the Who are those? Amongst the list of those who lose a chayla kanoilam ba is a person who reads svarim hachitzoinim, outside books. Now, what are these outside books, though? The Gemara elaborates and explains uh, that that's besifre minim. Okay, so that's heretical books. Heretical books. Or it contains, you know, problematic philosophies. Rabbi Yosef Amr, besifre ben sirah. No, it even includes ben sirah. Now, ben sirah. Um, is uh, was a uh, um, actually from the period of uh, the, the period of the It's around somewhere. the Period of the It was a, a, a Hellenized Jew, and he wrote a book of parables. Um, this is around 200 BC during the period of the and he wrote a book of parables, uh, which well, the Chazal were aware of. It appears in the, they mention it in the Gemara. This uh, appears right here. Ben Ben Sirah. It was around at the time. Uh, uh, the. Christians, uh, some parts of uh, the Christians included as part of the Old Testament, it's included in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the, uh, of the, of Tanakh. So within their canon, they included Ben Sirah too, what they call Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, not to be confused with Ecclesiastes, which is Kohelis. Ecclesiasticus refers to, say, for Ben Sirah, which was a book of wisdoms and parables and, you know, Random uh, piece of information. So the Gemara says, even those who read Ben Sira, which was this kind of general wisdom, also loses his Chayok Kanoim about. The Gemara asks, you know, you know go, goes through Ben Sira point by point. Well, what is it in Ben Sira that's so problematic? And the Gemara raises this thing, and they say, well, it's not that bad. And the Gemara says, this well, that's also not that bad. And the other day, the Gemara doesn't come up with that anything that's really that disturbing in Ben Sira, but at the end of the day, the Gemara seems to be opposed to either including it in Tanakh, maybe because it was threatening, you know, to be included in Tanakh, you see, from other groups included in Tanakh, so maybe they had to distance it to make sure that it didn't make its way into Tanakh, and everyone understood this was not our Chachma, but whatever it is, a person seems to be learning, say for Sira in the context it appears, it's so, it's so problematic, but based on the context it seems that it's perhaps because it contains heretical ideas and problematic philosophies by the very fact that it's compared to Sifrei Minim, so maybe what the Ivanim were promoting was a kind of, you know, Greek philosophies and mythology that uh, was antithetical to Torah because of the idolatrous overtones or explicit content that perhaps it contained. In that sense, it's similar to the Gemara in Shabbos. Over here is Da'odah and He'am which tells us, If you learn something from a person who's an apikairis, uh, Misa. Now, does that mean if you learn anything from this individual, you're happy? You know, you're or if you learn api from the api your you Misa is a debate between the Ramah and uh, Marshall. the Marshal, the one of his Truvas. Claims that it only means if you learn Apicoris from the Apicuris. Uh, the Marchal claims no, you can't learn anything from an Apicuris at all, because maybe there's part of it that's uh, that, that you know that that's tinged or tainted by his by his apicursus. Whatever it is, it somehow links to uh, you know, idolatrous or or, or heretical is same, uh, beliefs. Huh? Is that, that the same as Romain from Acha. He was learning. said he could because he's yeah, but, on that level. But did he learn from Acha before? Did he learn from Acha after? Yeah. Yeah. He said only a yeah. could, but not everyone. But Rame that was Torah. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the yeah similar. The Gemara has in brachas too. Of course, we know this commenting the pasuk. So of course we're prohibited uh, from engaging in you know philosophies or, or heretical beliefs that are counter to the values. Uh, of the Torah. Maybe that's what's referred to as this Chachmas uh, Chitonius, these outside wisdoms that the Yavanim were promoting that came at the expense of Torah. These Svarim uh, ha- ha- it is true that the Rambam, of course, in the Marim of deals with these things at length, with heretics and their beliefs and kind of providing, you know, a context and, and, and counter-arguments to all of of, of their, uh, you know, of, of, uh, of their arguments. So he provides counter-arguments and the Rambam deals with it at length. How was the Rambam able to do this? So the Rishonim already explained that the Rambam perhaps had a license to do this based on the posthum of Parshav or Silmud Lassais, you should not learn to do like the abominations of the other nations Then the comments you're not allowed to learn in order to practice these um, abominations but you are allowed to learn about them in order to paskin about them in order to rule about them, you know, who's considered to be a Noevedov Adizara, you first have to know what a Vodazara is. But even broader than that, not just in order to be able to paskin who is a Noevedov Adizara, uh, the Mishnah says in Mesechlisovus, Da Masha Toshiv Apikaris, a person should be equipped to respond to arguments of the Apikaris. And in order to do that, you have to know what the Apikaris is going to say and then prepare proper uh, responses. So if you don't know what he's going to say, how can you, probably, you know, possibly Da Masha if you know what to respond? So maybe the Rambam. You know was engaging in this uh in this uh, endeavor uh either in order to lehovah to be able to posken what is a, what is acceptable what is not acceptable what can we you know integrate what can we not integrate or perhaps more broadly to know in, person, in case a person will be in you have to know what he's going to say to you, otherwise you can't respond. So Ramiya writes in Egoris Ramiya. Whoa, this is you know for people who are So who have to pass what's a vayda zar, What's not a vayda zar, Who's going to formulate common. responses? Not for, not for the common man. So Ramosha says Al Kaponim Ms. He was asked about studying these problematic philosophies, heretical beliefs. Ramiya responded, yes, there is a, this, a license to do so. This is not for everyone. Maybe the Ramam did this in Mere uh, and other Rishayim Involved in it, um, but 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 this is not something necessarily for every uh, the common man to be involved in. Others would argue. And they would say, no, Adi rabbi, the common man has to know what to respond because the common man nowadays is going to encounter these individuals in the workplace. He's going to encounter them in perhaps other settings that he circulates. And if you don't know what to respond and you're going to say, well, I have to ask my rabbi every time, you're going to be caught yeah. flat-footed and certainly, you know, you might, you might your belief might be challenged, as we've seen in our times. There are many people whose amuna is shaken when they encounter issues that they weren't prepared for in yeshiva because we said, no, it's only for the good it's not for everybody. So perhaps it's uh, this is something that, you know, is the what's might be reserved for the Lam, but to know what to respond to the Alpikai race, when a person encounters these things inevitably in the in the society that we live in, maybe this is something that we do need to start uh, perhaps uh, you know teaching to uh, you know to, to a broader range of the of the uh, of the community. Be that as it may, if if what the Yoven were promoting was Heret, you know, heretical beliefs and problematic philosophies and Greek philosophy and all that which had idolatrous uh, or heretical uh, uh, overtones. I, I don't think that that comes at the expense of Limanat Torah. That's not a direct attack on the Chochmah of Torah that we have to lie to Menorah to represent. No, the Chochmah of Torah prevailed over the Chochmah, you know, the Chochmah that the Ivan were promoting because heretical beliefs undermine not only Torah, it undermines the very foundation of Yiddishkeit itself. So they were attacking, you know, It's not Lashki Torah Secha, and then La kuke Kuke That would be a, a, you know, a frontal, uh, you know, a broadside on on all of Judaism. Uh, you know, the fact that there's a, you know, a, you know and, and all of these kinds of things. It doesn't seem like it's an attack on Torah. Per se, that we should be celebrating the Chachma of Terror, the light of Terror, by lighting the menorah because we prevailed over the Chachmos Kintanis that the Yavanim were promoting. It sounds like this is not linked to heretical beliefs and those kinds of things. Of course, it's a, you know, a person should not be involved in those things unless you have license to do so. But it sounds like what the Yavanim were promoting was something else. Something else. So, what I think the only option that we're really left with, they weren't promoting Chachmos Yavanim, that's a system of speech which is lost. I don't think it's, it's talking about Apikorsis Mamish. Because course, is not an attack on Torah; it's an attack on Yiddishkeit. It seems to me um, that what they were what they were promoting was no was just general secular uh, knowledge, and that was a threat uh, to Torah. But and that's what we prevailed over you know uh, the event where the Khasmun were able to prevail over the Vammen and that's why we like you know the Menires to to show that you know the the, 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 the predominance or the uh, the, the superiority of Khakhmus Hatira over the Shar uh, Khakhmus they went after the sh- 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 they they were destroyed there were certain mitzvahs that were targeted that's true that's true but we do celebrate Torah as being superior to whatever they were promoting so if Torah was challenged that's true but it seems like it was an attack on the wisdom of Torah, not on the fundamental beliefs of Yiddishkeit, of Apicorosus. If they're promoting Oh, So the problem is, if, and I think this is the way it's generally interpreted, what they were promoting was secular wisdom in general, so then, you know, is that really something that we need, you know, is that a challenge, is that that an affront to Torah, and, uh, you know, and why is it that, or in what way did we defeat them, and, uh, you know, and uh, are we opposed to this kind of, you know, any kind of uh, association with secularism. So it's hard to believe that this is something that's really, you know, we need to dispel entirely, because as we all know, the Medrash tells us in Eicha over here, Oistes, that if a person will say to you, If the person tells you they're a chokmah by goyim, you should believe them. Accept it. If they say they have Torah, that you should not accept, that you should not believe. But it sounds like the chokmah that exists by the goyim, you should accept, and if you should accept that there's wisdom by the goyim, so as the Mishnah tells us in Masechet made me call Adam, Adam," who's the wise man who learns from everyone? If there's wisdom that's to be found there, if there's truth that's to be found there, so then a person should accept it, and and we should we should integrate it. And in fact, Rabbi Nubachir writes, um, ironically, uh, in his commentary on Parshish Truma, that the Menorah itself. Yes, the light of the menorah represents Torah, kineh mitzvah Torah. R. however, it had seven branches corresponding to the seven branches of wisdom that exist within the world. So the menorah itself, which represents Torah, also represents, um, you know, shahachachmahs, that uh, which sounds like it's uh, it, it is a it is a positive thing, and certainly the Rambam quotes from the Gemara the Sanhedrin in a very technical way. The Rambam quotes from the Gemara the Sanhedrin that you cannot become a Dayan on a Sanhedrin unless a person is your Dayak Sash Mishah Chokhmus. You have to know wisdom in order to assess. You know, uh, in almost any area of halacha, if you don't know the reality of the situation, how are you supposed to rule on it? So the Ram says, certainly a person who's appointed to a Sanhedrin has to know these things, and it contributes to a person's knowledge, not only about perhaps a theoretical um, you know, uh, understanding of Torah, but certainly to its application. The Mysa person has to uh, be aware of reality and certain, certain uh, secular wisdoms in order to do so. That's why it's famous in the name of the Gain. It's quoted over here by his Talmud, Rabbah Mishklov. Um, and then it's quoted again in the name of the Garden in the Sefer Kol Torah, which is a little bit more controversial, but both places say the same thing in the name of the G'ra'a. Whatever a person is lacking in his knowledge of other wisdoms, he'll be missing a hundredfold in his knowledge uh, of Torah. So certainly a person's knowledge of uh, other wisdoms can contribute, can elevate his uh, you know, theoretical knowledge of Torah. Perhaps, and perhaps, certainly, with regards to its application. You have no way of applying the mitzvahs. A person doesn't understand the reality to which they're addressing. And the Mara writes this also over here. It's like a ladder. It helps us understand the Torah and certainly helps us to apply the Torah. But beyond just the technical side of it, or even just the understanding of the side of it, to provide context for the mitzvahs of the Torah, um, the Rambam writes quite famously, in a number of places, in Yisraeli HaTera, the and then again in Hilchash Shuvah, that in order for a person to fulfill the mitzvah of of loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has to look at the Bria, he has to understand the world, and see that the flows of HaPairai, and that can lead him to loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rabbim says, As part of loving the As much as you can understand, a person should try to understand, because that will lead him to loving the Rebbeinu The Nitziv has in his Sefer on, called Rina on Shira Shirim. He says, why is it that you have to see the world in order to love a Kaddish Baruch Because he says, he gives a muscle to this, of a person who uh, reads a biography. He says, you can read a biography about an individual and appreciate them and whatever, but you can't love that individual unless you actually meet them. You can love the idea of the person, but you can't love the individual unless you meet them. So, the Havdil, a person can read about a Kaddish Baruch, he can learn about a Kaddish Baruch, but if you don't actually experience the Rebundish Alaylum in the world, how can you possibly uh, love the Rebundish? We have to meet Hakaddish Baruch, and we meet Hakaddish Baruch, then it says in the world. We learn about the it's Alaylum. By learning Torah, but we meet a Kaddish Hu through living the Torah and experiencing it in the world. So the Ramam says, in order for a person to really appreciate a Kaddish Hu, a person has to, uh, you know, has to has to be aware of the wisdoms of the world because that's where, you know, that's how a person can generate this kind of love. Now, just we have to be, we have to be, we have, we have to call it as it is. The Ramam here is discussing the sciences. The Rambam here is not discussing um, you know, literature and poetry and the humanities. So we could have drawn a line and said, yes, the Rambam here is telling us that we have to engage in other wisdoms in order to appreciate the Kaddish Baruch seen in the flow of that's through science, through nature, through mathematics or whatever it is, but to the humanities, which are, you know, created by, uh, wisdom is created by other human beings, um, you know, that the Ramam doesn't necessarily seem to integrate as part of his system. So one could have drawn the line and, you know, humanities are not really included. And in fact, uh, maybe that's what the Greeks were promoting. We're promoting a kind of, you know, <coughs> like the humanities, the literature, the poetry, and that was a, somehow a threat to Torah. And indeed, the Shulchan Aruch writes over here, Simin Shin, Zion, Sift, Zion that, you know, other literature, not only is a person prohibited from reading them on Shabbos, uh, you're prohibited from meeting them on Shabbos because of Kriya Shdari Hadjoitis, You're prohibited from meeting them the whole week long because it's a of Leitzim. Because sometimes they contain uh, ideas which are heretical or antithetical to Torah, or because sometimes the Megara the Yetira promotes a certain kind of romantic view of the world which could lead a person down, you know, the you know to explore his desires and tivis, uh, you know, to a greater degree. So it weakens the boundaries, you know. So promotes those kinds of ideas. So that's prohibited not only on Shabbos, it's prohibited all week long which seems to address a lot of literature uh, uh, and poetry. Uh, there's another argument to be made and that is, well, if, you know, Baruch Hu created every human being and embedded within every human being at Salam Elyakim and they are producing with that divine spark that exists within them, wisdom and knowledge and insight so, then maybe that also is emanating from the rebundish home no different than the rest of the brio. Human beings are part of the brio too. So, the good that emanates out of human beings is also, you know, the best of what's been thought and said is what also we should in- integrate as part of the Rambam system of looking into the world and appreciating the rebundish home the further. So, maybe the humanities are. Rob said yesterday without the tur, we don't know what's coming out. Uh, well, exactly. I don't know if what's coming out. And maybe in the very same poetry, you can have some parts that are positive and inspirational and some. Parts that are really coming from the wrong place, so it's such a field that's fraught with with danger, it's a minefield, literally. So, you know, but at least in theory, maybe one could have made you know that kind of argument and included the humanities within this discussion. To be sure, though, there are many who disagreed, you know, uh, with the Rambam already in his time. The Dark Emayesh here quotes from Rabbi He says, If you see people who tell you, they have to learn the other wisdoms of the world in order to appreciate the Rebbeinah ignore them. This is a trodden path. Through this you'll understand the Kaddish Don't listen to them. They're lying to you. I, I think that a lot of times, whatever program a person develops and whatever good intentions he has, you have to look at boots on the ground. you got to look at the fruit of their labor. What is the product that they're producing? Are they producing greater Eurasia shomayim and Oyevei Hashem? If yes, then you see that the formula works. If not, then you see that it doesn't work. Or if going already said, you see people going down this path and they don't become greater yorei shomayim. They don't become Gedei Vayoylam. It's true the Rambam did. It's true the Rambam did. But So the Rambam already quotes from the Rashba. The Rashba says, don't bring rias from the Rambam. He says don't bring rise from the realm because he did this only in order to know what to be made to the Apikai race and he, you know, he wrote this in order but we shouldn't uh, a person shouldn't take you know, a license from that to do so themselves, he said that's why the Raabag did it himself, and then he throws in a nasty comment along the way, and he said, and don't think it didn't influence them a little bit, that's what he says over here, <laughs> he says, even though the Raabag was great <laughs> he veered a little bit from the path of truth, because he investigated these other Chachmas. so there's danger here, there's danger here, so, And the Rambam, the, the other Rishayim of Haigoin and, and the, the Rajba said, don't follow the path of the Rambam. But certainly this was, this is well known, that this was an old machlekes in terms of, you know, how, going all the way back to the time of the Rishayim, what should be our attitude in terms of confronting, you know, other wisdoms? Is it something that has nothing to offer that, you know, a person who's in, engaging and trying to come close to the Shalom and understanding the Kodesh Baruch or Perhaps this can deepen a person's in the appreciation of the Rebundi Shalom, which was the stance of the Rambam. But even the Rambam uh, himself, even the Ramam himself seems to uh, backtrack somewhat. Because look over here, and I think that will be the key to understanding what's going on over here in Hanukkah. The Rambam, in the Sefer mitzvah is describing the Mitzvah of loving the Rebani So we would have expected, in the context of that Mitzvah, for the Rambam to say, and by the way, look into the Bria a little bit in order to appreciate the Kaddish Baruch Hu, deepen your appreciation and, and you know, come to love him. But instead, the Rambam tells us, no, a person should investigate the Mitzvahs, delve further into the Mitzvahs, because right after the Pesach of the Shem'Aloi Kecha, b'chol vav v'chol nav shecha, v'hayu ha-dvarim ha the Torah, you know, uh, transitions to the discussion of the mitzvahs. So the says, how does a person come? Ava uh, is by delving further into the mitzvahs. To makers, misha it's not by looking into the world, it's by looking into uh, the mitzvahs. It's by looking into the mitzvahs. So what, I thought the Ram told us you have to look into the world, not look in... Uh, to the mitzvah. So maybe looking into the world is like second best for those who can't get it from the mitzvah, right? The Mishnah says in the desavis, hafeich ba, hafeich ba, investigate the Torah, investigate the Torah because from that a person can gain, you know, insight into the other wisdoms of the world. Everything is contained within the Torah. So maybe the Ramam here is giving us two options. Either investigate it through Torah, delve deeply into the Torah, or, for those who don't get it out of the Torah, they can't, you know, squeeze it for everything that it's worth. So then, for them to love the Yuban they're going to have to look into the, into the world in order to deepen their appreciation of the Kaddish Baruch. Well, Maybe there's two paths here for the Rambam. Maybe it's either through Torah, or through Torah, or maybe you can accomplish it, you know, for those who can't get it out of Torah, to, or don't know how to extract it, they can get it from other Chachmas. But I believe that the of Ashlishi within the Rambam appears over here in Yisoy Deyat Torah. Eishchav. The Rambam here tells us that, yes, it's true that a block can be gained from investigating the other wisdoms of the world, from, you know, science and mathematics and all of that, a person can gain a lot. The Ramam, in fact, calls that the paradise. The Ramam says that a person should not enter into this endeavor, into this, uh, you know, into this area of of knowledge, uh, until a person is already saturated with his knowledge uh, of Torah. The Ramam writes over here, which he discussed previously, and, you know, in terms of knowledge of the world, Kurinos of Pardes, that's what's referred to as Pardes. The part (coughs) describes for who entered into the Pardes. Unless a person is saturated, is satisfied already, full with Lechem Ubasar, meaning the meat and potatoes of Torah, which is, uh, you know, Shas and Pisgim. After that, after that, you should bring them first. Learn them first. Those are what, you know, give a person you know, at the beginning, and then he can pursue these other wisdoms. And this is quoted by the Ramah. The Ramah initially quotes the Rajman of Haigain, who are opposed to the Rambam. He does not encourage a person to look into the other wisdoms of the world in order to appreciate the Kaddish Baruch. He says, A person should involve himself only in, uh, in Torah, but he said, and not the lawyer believes in Shaykh not in learning other wisdoms, but you can do so by Akrai, to do so occasionally, is permitted by as long as they're not sifre mimim, and not as long as it's not heretical or problematic philosophies. However, the Ramah stipulates It's only permitted for a person to do this after he's already familiarized himself with the Shas and Paiskim. So it's permitted to do so by cry, and only after a person's already, already saturated. Who, who is the Ramah, Ramah addressing over here? Who's Rahmah addressing? So Rabbi Hanen writes in the, in the He's talking about a person who's studying secular wisdom, you know, for the sake of under, uh, de- uh, deepening his appreciation for HaKadosh Baruch, not for professional uh, pursuits. Rabbi Baruch is has a famous truth at the end of the Birka Shmua, Masat that he argues that even talking about preparing a person for his career, he should not delve into secular studies um, and for a prolonged period, on a consistent basis, only by cry. Only you know, occasionally even when it comes to professional activities. Why? Because it's true. When a person engages in professional activities and earning a Parnassah, there's no is to tyra. It's not Bittul tyra because you have to earn a Parnassah. You don't have to learn a when you have free time. This is not free time. You're earning a Parnassah. That's only for bital tyra that lasts, you know, that's passive. I'm just not learning now. But if I'm doing something which is going to pull me away from tyra in the future, then I'm not just focused on the immediate, you know, few minutes or a few hours that I have in front of me right now. I'm thinking about, this is what he calls not passive bital tyra, but active tyra by engaging in uh, intensive, uh, s- s- uh, prolonged uh, involvement. in I'm going to pull myself on a consistent basis away from Torah in the future as well. And I think he was addressing a reality where you couldn't separate academic studies and, you know, studying university from all of the harmful side effects. They came along with it. So a person who went into that world got pulled away for a prolonged period of time and in a more substantive basis, not just while he was Isaac and so He didn't imagine a world I think we can conjecture to say, Robert Huber did not imagine a world where sometimes, for some people, the more time they spend in school, the more time they'll have to learn throughout their career because they're going to be in a different career, which will them, you know, afford them more free time to learn. That was like unfathomable to Robert Huber, that the more time you spend le- in school, the more time you would have to learn as, as a professional, not the last time you would have to learn. But be that as it may, that's the way Reh Baruch interpreted the Ramah, even for professional, but the way it's usually interpreted is we're not talking for whatever a person needs to do for his profession, he needs to do for his profession, we're talking about a person who wants to deepen his appreciation for Kodesh Baruch Hu by learning or being metahal by and understanding Shar chokhmis. so a person should do that only occasionally, says the Ramah, and only after he was Ismaili Kresoi B'Shasim Paiskim. Why? Why? So I think the answer is because Sha'a chachmas do contribute. Yes, of course. A person can deepen his appreciation for the Rebundi Shalom, and he can deep, deepen his appreciation for the theoretical and practical applications of the Torah itself. But that's only if a person has it, you know, understands it, or perceives it in the proper framework, in the proper context. If it comes as something that's, comfort, that's you know, a challenge to the chachma of Torah, then of course it's true. that's what the Yavanim were promoting. The Yavanim were promoting Sha'a chachma, but not as an outgrowth of Torah, not as an extension of Torah, as a separate field of study on par with the Torah itself. And that's what it means, to fail to appreciate, to forget the significance, the transcendence, the superiority of Torah over Shara Chochmas. So they were promoting it, but at the expense of Torah, because they promoted it, they framed it, you know, in, in the wrong light. What Sha'achachmos, and that's why Sha'achachmos are part of the Menorah itself, is to teach us that they emanate from the Rebbeinu Shalom. It's part of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. It's part of the larger system. It comes from Torah and can help us appreciate Torah, for, you know, in, in a fuller sense. And therefore, it's only after a person is a small and he he is saturated with Torah, and now he can look at Torah through the proper lens. Now it's appropriate field of study. And occasionally, what does it mean? Occasionally, is that talking about how much time versus you know how little time? So I think no, what it means is in order of precedence or importance. Look over here, the beer Hagr. Claims that the source for this Rama that you can only study Sha'achachmos be'akri occasionally is from the Sifrei of Parshas Achrei Mois. Commenting in the pasuk as Mishrasai Tazus Kachas B'hem, the Sifre comments as say Ikar Val Taseim Tovil that the Torah has to be the Ikar never make the Torah Tovil. Meaning, there are other chachmas, other things a person can be involved in, but a person has to always know that that's the Tafel, that's not the Iker. And that's where Rebbe Chana writes over here in the Kaivitz Mahmurim, that a person can study these things, but understand that it's a Tafel, understand that it's secondary to the Torah, the Iker, uh, of course, is the Torah. And only when a person has that lens, when a person has that perspective, when he's Nismale, when Mishah Suppleskin, then he can view the shar chachmas, you know, and put them in the proper light. And then, as Rebbeinu Bachir writes over here, very beautifully, the other chachmas itself is a ladder to understanding the Torah and what he terms based on the passing of Sefer Shmua as rakachos v'tabachos it's the spices it's the perfumes it's something that adds to Torah deepens our appreciation for the Ibn but only if it's coming, you know, through the proper context. I think, yes, of course, Chachmas they is promoted by the Ivanim is a terrible thing if it's seen as a challenge to Torah, if it's seen as something that's vying for significance with Torah. And a person who elevates that to be on par with Chachmas HaTarah diminishes the value of Torah, and therefore ultimately will lead a person away from the Torah in the midst. And that was what the Ivanim were promoting. And what we are celebrating on Hanukkah is not a rejection of Teva. not a rejection of the physical world. other it helps us understand that there really isn't necessarily a conflict, there isn't a dissonance that exists between them, it's that everything else has to be seen through the light of Torah. Everything comes from the Yuban and therefore, the Teva itself we have to perceive as nays. The Teva itself is part of the Chachma of the Yuban Shalom, and only appreciates and deepens our appreciation for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yeah? Was it was an educational it was method. It was very active in their way to get rid of. We're beating it out, no, but by promoting promoting other things, which we also agree are important, but putting it on par with the thats that's the problem. I think